0: Hello! Welcome to Girls at Invest. Today is Monday, which means we're bringing you Money Confessions, a weekly series where you tell us your deepest, darkest money secrets or hot takes. You're joined today by Sim. I am so excited to be here and I have a very... I don't know if juicy is the right way to describe it. Interesting, sad, exciting, fun. I've got a hot take that is the hottest take like this is why the show exists for these kind of conversations because i am so excited to talk about what this means now before we get into the episode we want to thank our season sponsor rentapp paying rent is a hassle but what if we told you there's an easier and more straightforward way meet rentapp your ultimate rent paying sidekick No more ATM trips, no more checks, and no more app juggling. RentApp deposits your rent directly into your landlord's account hassle-free. Plus, it's free to you, and your landlord doesn't need an account either. But here's the kick. RentApp doesn't just stop at rent. They're all about helping you build a brighter financial future. There's even an option to report rent payments to boost your credit score, making home ownership more achievable. For our GTI listeners, we've got an exclusive deal. Use our referral link rent.app/gti for $50 cash back on your first rent payment. Ready to simplify? Check out the referral link in the description or head over to rent.app/gti and make rent a breeze. Dear Sim, I'm an investee bestie and I'm a current student enrolled in your masterclass. Yay. Thank you. I've been following you for almost three years now. You've made me what my friends call that badass and financially literate woman that I am today. And I wholeheartedly thank you for it. Very kind. Thank you. Now to the T dot dot dot. This person gets me. I've started dating a wonderful guy with whom everything seems to be going smoothly, but he makes significantly less money than me. To be more precise, I earn four times his current earnings. I hate to say it, but it's never occurred to me as a problem if an ex earned much more than me. But now I find myself contemplating what this financial imbalance might mean for our long term prospects. Should it be a deal breaker or not? Should I pay for our vacation? Should I propose dining out knowing that it's beyond his reach and then pay for both of us? Should I bring up earnings in the first place? Should I even tell him ever how much I make? Please help. Oh, this is a tough one. My first thoughts, my like instant reaction to this is let's, Just take a second, let's take a step back, let's take a breather and think about what it means. Financial imbalances in relationships don't have to equal problems, concerns, they don't have to equal this is the end of the road, it's not a deal breaker, but there are things that we can do to work it out initially when you hear that someone's making you know a little bit less than you you're like oh that's fine when someone makes four times less than you let's say he's on fifty thousand dollars and she's on two hundred thousand dollars it's really important to remember that these are people's salaries these are what people make and these are not a reflection of our net worth. He is not worth four times less than her. I can't even believe I'm saying this. But, you know, we're not worth four times more than someone that makes more than us. And I'm not insinuating that that is what you're saying. I just want to make it very clear that that's not what I believe. And if we take that and go forward with that, we're separating our personal worth, we view each other as equals, we are equals, but now we have this financial imbalance. And a financial imbalance means an imbalance not in the value of who we are with each other, but an imbalance in the way that our lifestyles work. Hear me out. The person that's making $200,000 a year, this person, even if she was super frugal and she saved a lot, which it sounds like she does, you start to notice little areas, little moments where maybe, you know, you don't want to stress them out. Maybe you want to go on a nice holiday and you start to wonder, well, you know, I should probably pay a bit more for this. Or you might start to wonder, well, should we Go on a cheaper holiday so it's more fair, like if we want to split it 50-50, do we have to make lifestyle changes? And it's the lifestyle frictions that cause problems with relationships where people have two different incomes, not the way that we view or value that person. So we've got that out of the way. I see that your concern never used to be a concern to you because you know if you had an ex that earned more than you, that wasn't a problem. Now you're finding that this imbalance doesn't work for you. And I imagine that maybe it's coming from a more traditional sense. You know, we live in a world where if a guy makes more, there's this like camaraderie around, well, he's the provider and he's should, and he's, and his masculine energy. And I'm not a big fan of the feminine masculine energy way of life, if you can call it that. But now that you're finding that you're the breadwinner or you're the primary earner, I guess you've got to review what that means. The first thing that I have noticed in your question is you start everything off with should. Should it be a deal breaker? Should I pay for our vacations? Should I propose dining out knowing that it's beyond his reach? Should I bring up earnings in the first place? Should I even tell him how much I make? And straight away, the like inner therapy talk in me wants to say, You've got to take should out of your vocabulary. What you do in your relationship does not have to be a should. There is no like rule book that if you make more money, you should do this. If you make more money, you should do this or you should do that. Because should is a very shameful way of talking. And it's a way that you're essentially saying to yourself, like, if I don't do this, I'm a bad partner, I'm a bad person. So how can Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe benefit your business? It's simple. Increased revenue, expanded reach, and enhanced customer experience. It's a win-win-win. To learn more about how tap to pay on iPhone and Stripe can transform your business, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone today. The rulebook with relationships and money is three things. You communicate, you are fair, and you honor that sometimes people bring other things other than money. As long as you keep those three in mind, you're going to be good. There doesn't have to be, you should be doing this, you should be doing that. But let's talk about what you can do. Can this be a deal breaker? Absolutely. If you decide that you don't really want to be with someone that makes significantly less than you, That is completely okay because that means that you are freeing this person up to be with someone who is happy with how much they make and it's not something that they look down on them for. It's not something that is possibly a deal breaker because it just means that, and there's nothing wrong with what I'm about to say, it just means that you value your partner making a little bit more money you might value that for the simple fact that it means more resources into your life you might value it for the simple fact that if you stop working for a little bit because you have to or times get tough or you're taking a maternity break can your partner support the family for that period of time for those nine months for that year for those years and that's okay if if you decide that you know what that does matter to me for someone else It doesn't matter at all. For someone else, they might have other means of supporting themselves. That is totally okay. It should not have to be a deal breaker, but it can be a deal breaker. There is no shame in saying that these are the things that are important to me in a relationship and money is one of them. I think we live in this world where we often just start to say to people, oh my goodness, like, I don't want to be shallow. I'm, I want to be with someone for the right reasons. And it doesn't matter what they make. I would hate to be a gold digger. What is wrong with wanting to have a certain amount of money coming into your collective unit? That is okay. For that, number to be $50,000 is perfectly fine. For that number to be $20,000 a year, that's perfectly fine. For that number to be $100,000 a year, if that is what is important to you, you you're better off with someone that also values it just as much as you because you are only going to cause friction if you start to build resentment. What we don't want is you saying, I don't really want to be with this person, but what should I be doing? What Would society say to me if I did break up with him? Would people think I'm shallow? It's only going to get worse. And the thing is, we can pretend like we don't care about money. We can pretend like we are, you know, completely altruistic at all times. But the number one cause for divorce is, surprise, surprise, money. It's really sad we don't like it but how many times have we seen couples especially with time going on especially with years going by stress adds life happens crap happens to us throughout the world like we just we cannot avoid bad things happening to us in our life. But imagine if financial strain was one of those additional problems and imagine the resentment that you would unfairly hold on this person if you were like, oh, if only they made more. So should it be a deal breaker? No. Can it be a deal breaker? Absolutely. And none of the investi besties will shame you for it. And honestly you'd be doing him a favor cuz it would let him find someone that is more aligned with his values or is more aligned with, you know, not having to want someone that makes a certain amount of money. Now the next kind of question that you have brought up is should I be paying for vacations? Should I propose dining out if it's beyond his reach? This is where that lifestyle factor comes into play. And I I'm a firm believer, we've said this on the show for when the roles have been reversed, so we've got to, you know, stick to it now. If you are the higher income earner in your relationship, you've got to decide, am I going to do trips or go to restaurants that my partner can afford? Or am I going to propose that we go to perhaps more fancier places knowing that I will have to fork out the difference. Because it is absolutely, without a doubt, completely unfair if we say, hey, my partner can only pay 10% of this, but I'm going to ask them to pay 50% because we're both eating this meal. You don't have to go to the fancy places. You don't have to go to those fancy vacations. But if that is important to you, I think you know, from an equitable point of view, it does make sense to cover more of that. If you make 75% of what he makes, which you do in this case, does that mean you should be paying 75% of the bills? That's a decision that you're going to have to make yourself for some people. That's fine. I don't personally see a problem with it. That's a life I could live very happily, very easily. It's not important to me to have a partner that makes a lot of money, But at the end of the day, there are so many people that are going to feel uncomfortable with it for such a range of reasons, from cultural, from social, the stigma. You're allowed to say, I don't like this and I don't want this. Now, the last kind of question that came out out of the three was, should I bring up earnings in the first place? Should I even tell him how much I make? If you have started dating this person recently, which kind of sounds like you have, you said, I've just started dating a wonderful guy. It's usually a good idea to start talking about money when you start doing enough things to a consistent and regular basis where your money is being pulled. So if you're going out to dinner all the time and one of you is always paying, if you're going on vacations and you're splitting things, it doesn't sound like you're living together, but if you're getting closer to a time where you are doing more of this, hey, let me grab this for you. No, let me grab this for you. Then it's time to sit down and say, hey, let's talk about money. I want to go to these nicer vacations. I enjoy dining out. I enjoy going to the theater. I'm just trying to guess what rich people do. I enjoy, I don't know, going on a boat on the weekends with my friends. I know that these are costly activities that I like. Are you comfortable with spending that kind of money when we travel or would we like to do something that is you know maybe a bit more on the frugal side have that conversation with them you don't have to sit down together and say this is how much I make and this is how much you make and let's talk it out but have a conversation of what do you like to do what do I like to do what are our money habits like even if you jump online and search up like top 10 questions to Ask each other as a couple about money. It will usually come up with things like, what was your relationship with money with your parents? Do you have debt? What is your views on risky investment? Like what's a risky investment to you? For someone, a risky investment might even be putting money in a bank and they don't trust banks at all. For someone else, it's buying crypto. It's so variable. So we want to get an understanding of where we both are with our money and then that's when you can start to talk about, well, hey, I'm just a little bit worried that there's this difference in our salaries. Does this make you view me differently? Does this make you feel more stressed or burdened? Imagine how you know, they're feeling. Are they in a position where they're really just not sure if they want to be spending all this money, but they're scared to talk to you about it and maybe they're waiting for you to broach the subject? There's so many beautiful ways to deal with this. It is such a tough situation, but I think you're doing amazing, sweetie, for talking about it with me, for sending this through, because at the end of the day, communication is the best tool that you have to make sure that you have a successful relationship with money and a successful relationship with your partner when it comes to money. So I hope that's been helpful. I hope you've been able to take some actionable steps away. If you have a money secret or hot take, you know the drill. Email us at hello at girls or send us a DM and you may just be featured in next week's episode. Till next time. And as always, to finish off with the disclaimer. Girls That Invest does not provide personalised investing advice for your individual needs. We are not financial advisors. The advice from Girls That Invest exists for educational purposes only and should not be relied upon to make an investment or financial decision. Advice from Girls That Invest is general in nature and does not consider your individual circumstances. Always do your research and please do your due diligence.